0: on the road. It's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns, and these fights, candle flights, running with the runs, and blacklists, bounce checks, great at Bachelorette, drunks in the front making out for your set, and middle lights doing blow more, missing merch, and drive the rental car past another mega church, and juice
1: keys, vagina fist, your cell phone is gone, one big law and order marathon. And you know... <laughs> this town I do them like this <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> How do rappers do that When they have like a screen on That would not work
0: Oh yeah that wouldn't work huh Cause you got the thing around there That's so
1: annoying I saw something that. Well No know what Talk about it on the air Alright
2: This is for the bloopers
0: Oh okay This huh? is a gag reel <laughs> Alright Am I good Hello That's, You guys sound great You guys sound great Thanks so much For tuning into the Road Stories podcast I am your host Murray Valeriano Super excited for this show, several reasons. Uh, right now, first, the new theme song. We got the new theme song in, right, dropping it sweet. in on this episode. I'm super stoked to have it. It was uh, written by myself and Mike Furman of Hard and Firm. You guys know he's been a guest on the show. He took time out of his busy schedule to uh, producing the new Garfunkel and Oates album. Are you guys familiar with those guys? I know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's producing their album. I went over to his uh, studio in Glendale the other day. And I uh, gave him what I wanted. Boom. Five days later, I'm super stoked. Thanks a lot, Mike Furman. Uh, that is great. And the other thing I'm excited about, new logo. New logo for the show.
1: Um, I didn't show you guys the new oh, logo. Yeah, so. no, it looks so so like no a I no. see the letter T, <laughs> <laughs> and I see minor. Great logo, though, Barry. Oh. Thanks. Great logo. I was going to use the T, but it's been taken.
0: So, yeah. <laughs> uh, Trent McRae, who you guys might know, he's the new sound guy at the Ice House
2: oh Okay, oh, I okay. should know them for sure, <laughs> yeah. but I don't. I don't you usually, know, you say, don't associate Trent, with yeah, yeah. the help.
0: You don't associate with help. I, I was going to I, I say, I have
1: to. I don't. I don't talk to the help. I just, matter of <laughs> fact, when they hand me the DVD, I make them look away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you get I, a DVD if they look at me. <laughs> well, of my sense yes, yeah. I do. I've yeah. If they try to look at me, I just drop the DVD in front of them and go pick it up, do it again.
0: <laughs> uh, anyway, sound super stoked on the logo. Super uh, stoked on the theme. Guys, uh, uh, hit me back. Shoot some emails. Let me know uh, what you think about them. Uh, Review them on iTunes, man. Throw it up on the iTunes. You know I love a good review on the iTunes. I appreciate it. And speaking of iTunes, Vinegar Moon. Are you out there, my friend? It's a handle on. Uh, oh, I was gonna identity. say,
1: wow! Uh, can yeah. I play too? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Salsa shoes.
0: <laughs> Vinegar Moon, I owe you a t-shirt, buddy. I apologize. I was out on the road, and I was gonna send you the t-shirt, and then I got back and I lost your address. So hit me back. I think you have my email, or hit me back through Facebook. How many waitresses
2: have you said that to? I was gonna <laughs> say. <laughs> oh, sorry.
1: Sorry. It, it totally sounded like <laughs> Murray's done this before, hasn't yeah. it? Look, I was. I wasn't sleeping. I didn't yeah. mean to. I didn't mean to move. Call me later. That's yeah. great. Uh,
0: my wife loves that, joke, Keith. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <All right. laughs> uh, so, Vinegar Moon, hit me back. I'll get you out your uh, 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 T-shirt next. And you two will be leaving with a T-shirt today also.
2: Hey, You fantastic. didn't even know that. No. You didn't I was going to Like a real today. T-shirt? That's great.
1: Not, like a real, not like the logo, which we can't see,
0: but a real logo, <laughs> No, right? it's, it's a, with the old logo. So, collector's edition. Oh, dude. I like it. It's going to be I like, like the Journey Escape uh, T-shirt okay. in a couple years.
2: It's gonna.
0: It's gonna be on hipsters. Uh, uh,
1: all right, we'll forget that. Or all right. All,
2: so when they send it to other countries, other little children come up and like, hey, and they got your old logo T-shirts <laughs> yes, on right.
1: Starving children when yeah. the journey, escape sure. <laughs> Uh
0: And the third reason I'm excited for this show are my guests today.
1: Uh, Here they are, uh, not us. Let's move.
0: Yes. <laughs> I've been, All right. So long story short, I try to book comics that I think go together well. And then sometimes it doesn't work out. Like, uh, I tried to have you on with Bill Ingvall and Gary Brightwell. We just couldn't get the timing right. Yep. James, I've been trying to have you on for God knows how long.
1: Yeah. I usually make people wait at least this long. So I don't, <laughs> don't I do. yeah. <laughs> This is standard, my contract. When's the call? 2015. I've got podcasts booked to 2025 with people I don't even know. So that's just.
2: You really get a DVD?
1: (laughs) 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 Have a glass of vinegar moon. Shut up.
0: Um, So sometimes I take the people I can't get on the ones I want and I put them together and it works out like this. You guys go way back. So it's great. So uh, let's get some introductions. Uh, First of all, I'm going to go earphones left. Uh, really fun, really, really great comedian. Really fun to watch on stage. Uh, you know, I'm from Man on the Moon. Hey, why not? Uh, Last Comic Standing yeah unfortunately <laughs> uh, uh, and of course Blue Collar yeah Blue Collar TV very funny Heath Heitch joins us Yep-o. on I'm here. the show and it's Heitch
2: right? Heitch you're perfect. Yeah, right yeah yeah okay yeah. good I tell people just pretend they're screaming it from a balcony in Berlin <laughs> Heath Heitch Heath Heitch you will never forget it <laughs> so thanks for coming in I, I know we've been kind of playing yes, phone it for been back three and
1: forth.
0: months I know one. yeah yeah which is funny, wait, yeah, because
2: you never put a subject in your uh, emails when you were emailing me, so I would go through, you know, a lot of times you look oh, right. at a subject, I'm like, oh, it's got to be, oh, oh, that, oh, it's Murray. You're like, I, would, <laughs> I would look back, I was like, oh, it's another, like, forwarded something. Uh,
0: sitting next to Heath and next to me, in between us. Yep. Uh <laughs> 3 months it took us 3 months. I know. 2 years. <laughs> I was going to say rookie. You're like you you give it up so easy. I can't even be in the same room with you. 2 I mean, like, years. Uh one of the most played comedian on SiriusXM, am I yeah, right? Yeah, how
1: that happened, I don't know, That's but great. to this day. But that is yep, good. Just keep day. those
0: sound exchange checks coming.
1: Yes. Wait, hold on. Wait for it. College Fund right there. The
0: track, yeah. Uh James P Connolly joins us on the podcast today. Thank you so much for driving all the way here. Um, James and I met. Do you remember when we met? Actually, I don't know if we met, but we worked together. I mean we might have met before
1: then. We, no, I'm, I think I remember because it wasn't a pleasant experience. No, it was not. I mean, it wasn't your fault at all. I've, Most of I'm these gonna, stories were not. I'm going to go with uh, Casino, Northwest, God awful setting. Uh, and then after watching you in a very talented man try to handle what was a very, unext- un- and I had to do an hour I think, yeah, yeah. after you, which was, Whoa. and the whole looking Murray's at all the time was like, you have to do an hour. <laughs> ah.
0: Yes, uh, that was, yes, it was a casino in Washington and I, we were supposed to do a run. We we're supposed to do that and then go to the other side of Washington and do a weekend. Oh, but That's right, I, but I had that's to fly right. in and fly out because I ended up getting so, a show you, that somebody would to, to do Blue Mister Career. Yeah, way. yeah, yeah, and man, I'm glad I did. <laughs> 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 but I remember that casino because it was one of those Heath. It was one of those uh, casino shows where it's bands play in this in this yes. theater, right. and there was a band playing. And I remember the instructions were the comedians are not allowed backstage. Yep. Yeah. Uh, they uh, they will not adjust the microphone for you. Nope. Well, they the band did the sound check. Wow. You work with it, yep. and uh, I remember I was supposed to do twenty minutes, and for some reason I did thirty. And, then, and then James is like, uh, "Wow, I would have thought you would have done fifteen. I didn't yeah. think you would gone over, but for some reason I couldn't get off." And it was, it was a off.
1: glorious experience. And then how did I pay you back by hooking you up with a coffee house gig in your Belinda? <laughs> oh, that's right, I forgot about that. <laughs> Huh? You know like how to it. roll? I forgot about that. Yeah. That's why we did that. There was a coffee house, and a couple of middle aged people brought their own wine just to heckle Murray. It was yeah. awesome. <laughs> the
0: thing is, I remember that gig being. Uh, I talked like Karen Rontowski has done it. I don't know if you know Karen. Yeah, I know Karen. I,
1: forget I know that. the name. Uh huh. Okay.
0: And she said it was great, and it was. Yep. It's one of those where it's packed every night. Yeah. Except not the night, night. Except the night, the night, night. We were there. Not there were night. literally
1: yeah. eight people, people there. People were obviously exhausted from packing it so often. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they just I love it. They, 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 they just, you know, it's a week off, but Murray, James, come on in anyway. Right. But I do remember those eight people, a lot of fun. They're just awesome, just awesome.
0: A lot of fun. Yeah. Good. Times, now, uh, Heath, Yo. by the way, uh, I have to tell my listeners, both comedians brought notes today. Yes I'm very excited about well, that Well
1: let's just Let's put me at a little higher level yes. I don't have notes Mine are things typed on a smartphone Which is technology that today's comedians use Heath, to Yes keep track of things They as do As opposed to the pen and paper
2: Yeah I do pen and paper Hold on pen and somebody's business card My old business card <laughs> Your old business card <laughs> I'm just recycling I saw this the other day
1: I've never seen this Because you know, most of the comedy clubs that we work You can't walk up there with your smartphone And have I, walk, I was a show last night in Hollywood And all the young comedians Stand up That makes sense to me But yes. right. this is like They talk to the audience Stop Take their phone out of their pocket scroll through, put it back down talk. It was like having a conversation with someone who just every now and then went, you know what, stop talking to me. And then went yeah. back to their act. I've never, I, I mean, it makes but sense. But checking that.
2: their act on the thing.
1: Yeah, the, the jokes they have. But that was out. a
2: bit that Kevin Nealon does. Yeah. You know, where he oh, oh, I haven't does seen that. Bit where he goes, what's that over there? And everyone turns oh, yeah. around and he checks his notes as a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And these guys are doing it for real, which is...
0: Oh, that's hysterical. So I saw Kevin Nealon a uh, uh, long time ago. back. Uh, we were at Largo and uh, everybody was coming up with their with their notebooks and yeah. putting it on the table and he's like "That's." So unprofessional, I don't put my, he's like, I, I didn't put my stuff on a notebook and he took out a crumpled piece of paper <laughs> yeah. and, and unfolded yeah. it was about an inch by two inches. I put it on the, put it on the stand and would read off of it. Love it. <laughs> he is great. Uh, Keith, where did you, uh, and I said Heath, but I that's was, fine. I was, uh, it sounded like Keith,
2: but I said, Heath. that's fine. Um, where'd you get your start? Uh, I started at Birmingham, Alabama. Which uh, was the big comedy mecca world that you, you would think it is. <laughs> I, but I was in college, uh-huh. and uh, they did, I was. Doing a play in theater, Mm -hmm. Romeo and Juliet, and I was the youngest. Romeo and what? Juliet, Mm, uh, you know. Uh, And and I was the youngest in the Shakespeare class. I was like, I'm going to nail. I'm going to get Romeo. There's no. Everyone's like Heath Scott Romeo. I audition and they put up the cast list, and I look go look at the cast list, and I go "Uh, Romeo. Oh no, I'm not uh, Mercutio. No, no, no. Tybalt. No, and I go all the way down, and the last name on there is Peter, and it says Heath, and I go. Is there a Peter? (laughs) Do you remember Peter? And and literally, (laughs) my line... This is my total part in Romeo and Juliet for the entire quarter of of college that year. I come up and I go, Madam, the guests have come. That's it. (laughs) Madam, the guests
1: have come. You know what's funny is uh, they probably actually wrote that for you. There's no Peter. Right, right. Right. It's a fake character. So I had a lot of time and
2: they had a stand-up competition and I entered that just just as a joke. No pun intended. And then it was, if you won... You got a audition, uh, an audition at the Birmingham Comedy Club, and I won that just out out of a fluke of being sure. this hyper crazy kid. Went up to Birmingham, and the club owner saw me. Goes, "You're doing something so different uh, at the time." Mm-hmm. And uh, I started working that that when I got out of college, and that's how I started. Oh, it was, that's it was really strange. It was yeah, a strange. Yeah. I was studying to do acting and to be a theater major, and I ended up on stage with a microphone somehow.
0: Well, wow, If that would have gone the other way, and you got
2: Romeo, right? then wow. I would still be in my parents' basement. <laughs> yeah. But um, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Birmingham Bruce Ayers. Out. I don't know if you ever worked with Bruce Ayers. It's a great guy. Yeah. O- owns the comedy club in Birmingham. Okay. Literally pulled me off stage uh, and said, I have been doing this 15 years, uh, and what I do is, so I think, so different than a lot of people. He said, I've never seen anything mm-hmm. like this you can work the rest of your life and you're in college. I go, what w- that? What I just right, did. Right. And he goes, yeah, I promise. Oh, wow. And then I got out of college and called him. I go, what happened? And that <laughs> week, that week that I graduated, the Birmingham comedy club was in a snowstorm and burned down and there's the famous because all of Carrot Prop Carrot Tops props were in that. Do you remember this? Whoa, no. All of Carrot Carrot Top was in town. Sure. All of his props are on stage. Snowstorm in Birmingham. No, it never snows. The roads are shut. The, everyone get out of the club because we're going to have a snowstorm. They leave the the burner on. The club burns to the ground. No one the fire department can't get there. All of Carrot Top stuff is in the club. Oh wow. Bruce Ayres um, uh it, it was Carrot Top's first Appearance on the Tonight Show the next week. Mm -hmm. Everything's gone. Jay Leno comes on and cracks some joke about what they don't have fire departments in Birmingham. I know they do. I've seen the footage in black and white, you know, those kind of things. And then they had to rebuild the club. And I graduate, like, yeah. Club burned down. <laughs> what? <laughs> that was oh. what I was gonna... And so they had to redo, rebuild. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Is the club still there? Yeah, it's a brand new club called the Stardome. I don't know if you ever... I heard of
1: Stardome. So I, I, I was about to say, dude, that's that was Mother Nature telling you, don't do comedy. I know. Yeah, Bruce yeah. is wrong. Anything. Bruce is wrong. He what he's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if he's going to put you on, I will burn the club down in a snowstorm just to stop yeah. you. If it's not Mother Nature, yeah, it's no. the cook. It was... <laughs> the
2: cook. Like, no one's funnier than me. So yeah, but that was my kind of start.
0: Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Man, I don't know. I never heard that story. Yeah, about oh,
2: about Keratop stuff. I mean, yeah, yeah, I heard loosely.
0: I
1: didn't realize you were affiliated with it.
2: Well, I'm not affiliated. Well, with I'm it. I didn't know. strike I the think match. It's probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's yeah. what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. I guess maybe
1: <laughs> kind of a way you did. Um, right. You killed Keratop.
2: Does Keratop have doubles of his props? He would have at to at the time. No, because he was so fairly new. Ah, you know, like live and learn, Heath Hage. I know. Yeah, yeah. I, I have. <laughs> I have.
0: Good, so good thing podcast didn't burn down yesterday. I would be really bummed. Hey, I know you feel. That's
1: why I carry two sets of notes. In case one note burns in a snowstorm yeah. I have the other notes and then I usually memorize things too that's kind of what I do so.
0: <laughs> I would like to know uh, the similarities between being a marine and stand up
1: uh, Ooh, good question good. I don't marine. even know if there are any I just uh, James was there's no joke here involved well actually here's the deal <laughs> you were a marine right I, uh, yes I, I was served in Desert Storm right? yes I did and uh, I actually started comedy in the Marine Corps because oh, I, I was working for a colonel in oh. Desert Storm, and I'd always kind of been asked to like host the officer mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. Oh, dinners, so cool. and we had a kangaroo court, which I was elected the judge, and we would you know write out heinous crimes committed by each other, and I would look at them and give them truth serum, which was in our for our unit was tequila and prune juice, and make people drink them and do a at an animated evening. Yeah. But he came to me and, and we had all these reserve officers attached to us, and he goes, you know, I want to kind of bond the unit, I want to roast them. Mm-hmm. And so I was working for the colonel at the time, and he just said, uh, will you will you do that? And I was, I, was, I was given a direct order to make a man funny in like 48 hours. A lawful <laughs> wow. command. So he said, well, you know, we're suggesting, but I'm with well, the colonel. That's not a suggestion. It's go. So I grabbed a couple of uh, you know, smart-ass lieutenants. We sat down, and we just attacked everybody because the colonel was going to say this. So I could say anything I wanted to to anybody who outranked me oh, yeah. with all the venom I could muster. I didn't like them all.
2: Well, you were—I'm sorry—you were writing.
1: Sorry, we're writing for we're writing the colonel. Writing he wanted, jokes. For yeah. The, okay. He was he, he was going to roast. The he was going to roast everybody. Sorry. I thought you were about to do no, it. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, so uh, we wrote him, and I turned all the stuff in. We had a great time. And then an hour before the the dinner, you know, like the, the major says, you know, the colonel needs to see you. I was like, oh, my God. I was like, I looked at the guys, like, well, here we go. I crossed the line. I'm <laughs> right, going. Right. And I went in there, and they were sitting around asking me for, like, tips. Like, what did you mean? How did you see this joke being delivered? Yeah. So I was like, sweet. So he, he killed. He nice. He killed. And every one of those people that we skewered, looked at me knowing full well that I wrote that that's yeah. not a damn thing they could do because yeah. <laughs> <of> the Colonel said <laughs> I'm like Talk to the man. If you don't like yeah. what he said, talk to the man. <laughs> so when I got out, that's when I decided I would try. So, which confirms a
0: stereotype that Marines are
1: hysterical. Exactly. So yeah. I think they play through that. That's how you know they. We were trained to kill, but when we get in it close in combat, it's really stuff to go. All right, dig this. Two guys going to a bar. <laughs> down, so. two, two soldiers going to foxhole. But it, it's, I, I don't know if I would have started. that. I, I hope I would have, but I can't right. tell you if I would have. But mm-hmm. because I did that, I'm like, okay, when I get out, I can, I'll give us a shot because. Somebody oh, wow, made that's great! Me do it, that is
2: so. so cool. I never knew that.
1: Yeah, I, I've. No, that's one of the few stories I have that I know that no one else on this planet has that story. Yeah, that's true. Kind of like you know, burning down. <laughs> yeah, burning. burning probably, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> burning down <character>. <laughs> 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 So we're. Uh, what else you got, Murray? Two original <laughs> stories. <No laughs> one oh, this I know. This podcast has peaked. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I'm gonna go, uh, Heath. Yep.
2: Number three on your oh. card.
0: <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. Oh, good call. Good yeah, well, right. one. No, sure. Oh, All right. Great um, story.
2: Well, to, to 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 go, if you if you don't know what I do, and I'm sure a lot of people pro- may not, I, I will a lot put
0: of... videos okay. up
2: on the Facebook page. And great. And I will, and
0: just so Keith is not coming off bragging or anything, Heath is definitely original in what he does, and I, I don't I can't think of another comedian. Oh, thank
2: does what you.
1: He does. Oh, I, I will actually, in a moment of sincerity, that is not normal for me. Concur with you. Ah. People always say, I said, you, there's no one I know that does what you do like you do. I can't think of anybody else yeah. who does that. So, Can you guys get me
2: back into the comedy store? No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, No, but I know this bird down movie. comedy club that you can headline <laughs> um, Deep South.
0: And my second question is, why would you want to go back? <laughs>
2: <Okay>. <laughs> I know, no, no. I, was, uh, I, I do a lot of music and cues in my show, mm-hmm. as, as you may w- w- see. So I control all the music and cues, and there's a lot going on. And I had this one bit that I would come out, and it was—it's uh, called guys going into bars. And and the bit would go on. And I would say, you know, guys in here, we have this imagination, and we all think we look like a certain way. We want to look like a guy that walks in on a Miller beer commercial. Mm-hmm. And then I would hit the music. I would exit stage or go behind my screen, and I would come out as this really—I would do the sexy face and walk in the crowd. The girls would scream. I would have fog hat playing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> boom, <laughs> boom, whan, and, I, and that I would kind of look around, and then I'd pick a girl in the audience, and I'd kind of wink at her, and then we'd get a big laugh, and I would say, "Now here's how we really look." Mm-hmm. And I would exit, and the music would come on, and I would use the cantina music from Star Wars, dun dun oh, dun, yeah. dun, 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 dun and I would come back in, uh, and the joke is, I'm a little disheveled, I'm my hair's messed up, and my fly is down, as if to be like, "Oh, I've been in the bathroom." And at the time, uh, I had dis- I didn't think about. Open fly boxers.
0: Okay. <laughs> and I, I don't think a lot of us do.
2: I walked out on stage with my fly down and normally people would go, Oh, it flies down. How funny. And then I would zip it. Oh my goodness. I was in the bathroom. I didn't. And I, I looked down and there's four old ladies on the front row and they all go, oh, and they are a gas. They, they, they're not. And I look down like what's going on. And I realize that's when I feel the draft that I have exposed myself on stage Ooh. to these four old ladies. Like that. Full wiener. Completely. completely. Wow. And I would and I the horror inside me, <laughs> the everything that is <laughs> that is wrong it, it, that I've ever done is I just I shrink and I I turn off the music and I, I fix myself and I don't know where to go with this because right, right. now the audience some of them haven't seen it yeah, yeah. and I, I said I, I am so sorry like I stopped I said I'm so sorry and the ladies are, are still this confused look in me and they one of them looks like she's about to cry like it was and I like they think he's a prop act is it a prop and I'm like, no it's not and I'm just going I'm so sorry and I, I kind of break down and there's a pianist who would play you up and he was over there on the side. And I, I turned, and I said <laughs> to my, this is what saved the bit. I said, did you see that? I was hanging out of my boxers. Did you see that? And he said, no, I missed it. Like that. <laughs> and it got a huge laugh. And I was like, Oh, thank God. And I said, I, and I couldn't, you right. can't, how do you get past that? Like, sure. so then you have to uh, uh, allude to it the entire time. So that was probably my most mortifying. Oh, yeah. I mean, completely out
0: completely. I will say this though. Uh, nobody exposes themselves like you do of course. on stage or anything. <laughs> I'm they an would. open book. <laughs> well, wow, I would never, because I've been going through this, and I don't know, maybe it's my age, but I, oh, I'm forgetting to zip up my fly all the time, and I'm not doing a bit or anything. It's it's like a serious, like, I will just find myself walking around with my fly open now. I'm gonna be paranoid. About on going stage. on stage at early tomorrow do it night. You'll yeah. never, and if you want the bit, it's yours. No,
1: again, again. What's the music cue that goes with that? Though? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wah wah wah. No,
2: but I, I was scared to death, and I just—I was the cold sweat, everything. Oh yeah. It was awful. I that would not the same thing.
1: But one time I was doing a show, and it, the, the zipper on my fly broke right before I was going on stage. <laughs> frantically, and so someone gave me a safety pin, and I safety pinned it together. And then, but my body language on stage last that night, the whole—I was turning like a robot. <laughs> All the time, I was yeah. just trying to be smooth, but right. I was like, you didn't, I, didn't, you didn't say anything. About and I didn't it. say anything, but I was concerned that you, know, you it would just pucker and then the pin would be revealed and yeah, right. I, I kept thinking someone's gonna see a shiny object down there and it's gonna draw their attention but I just I refuse I wish I had the video footage of me that day because I I just walked like Robocop with the head turning and then I was just like you know
0: some MC said to me like three weeks ago uh, he, we were talking about like embarrassing things on stage and he's like man I'm always afraid I'm like I'm not afraid of peeing my pants on stage but I'm always afraid of that little dribble that gets on your pants oh, right before you go on stage yeah. and for the whole time, damn time I was on stage I was like, do I have a little dribble on my pants? I never even thought of that. It's like that somebody yeah. like rubs their nose and you're oh, like, Is that a booger on yeah. my nose? Oh right. yeah. So now the whole time I was just thinking about a little dribble on my little <laughs> dribble. On. Oh I know why, because uh one of the comedians was afraid of crapping himself on stage.
2: Oh.
1: Which
0: um, I've never had that I've never been worried about that as an uh,
1: adult. Well I've never done it. No. I would no. say that I've I'm always conscious of could happen, but uh <laughs> I know only one person that actually had to physically walk off the stage because it happened. Really? <laughs> yeah. I, I remember ch- talk, chatting up with this kind of conversation, and someone's like, "You know what's happened?" And they was talking to a third comic. But you know what happened to him? So he literally was on stage, and he just excused himself and walked off stage, didn't say anything, and went to the bathroom. And the honest guy looking around came back like ten minutes later and just continued on. At some point, I had wow. to explain. But I was like, "That would be the comic nightmare: is that you? It just here it comes. Can't stop it. Right. I need to go." Yeah. And talk amongst yourselves, and I'll be back. That's where you're like, yeah. stay close, MC. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Who was yeah. it?
0: Yeah, never tell. Never tell. never tell. never tell. You
1: can tell us. I don't from. know who it was, but let's just say his career started in the ashes of Birmingham, Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's the
2: name of my book, In the Ashes of the Birmingham. <laughs> and it's just me standing there with an empty prop trunk, right. smoking. <laughs> <laughs> that is brilliant.
0: That's awesome. Stop
1: with your compliments. <laughs> On your iPhone. Yes. Number four. Oh, hey, love, four. Seven, two, velvet, Elvis, two, two, three, four. <laughs> Oh, number four. Well, number four. Crapping my pants on stage. I was... Uh, <laughs> I was. Uh, no, I, this, the story starts off with me changing my underwear into a fresh, clean pair before I begin the story. Uh, I was hired by a corporation to do an event. They have a, they have a pharmaceutical company, and they sure. want me to perform it. Uh, they had this VIP booth, Jack Murphy Stadium, San Diego. Good paycheck. I'm like, sweet. Doctors yeah. catch the game. I roll down there nice little VIP suite the food the booze it's got the everything this is awesome And it's a tight room I'm thinking cool what I'm gonna jump up there and do like 20 minutes they go here's the idea we think <laughs> 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 the reason everybody who's ever done this so, so outside of enclosed VIP which oh, you can see this. the stadium is this little angled seats that are out into the stadium mm-hmm. and they're like so here's what we're thinking the doctors will have a good time here then they're gonna go take their seats Yeah. yeah. and then you're gonna go out there and I'm like out into the stadium <laughs> <laughs> I love it. like a peanut vendor I'm gonna go out right, into right. the stadium and they go how are they gonna hear me they go we got it covered and they hand me a little box speaker box and a microphone Wait, and like a Mr. Microphone like a Mr. Microphone. microphone and I'm like I'm gonna go out in the front of the stadium and the doctors oh, why can't we do it in here well we thought it'd be kind of cool though, right there the backdrop and I was like and the first time I laughed, I said, well, you know what? I'm not saying no. But in my professional opinion, <laughs> the, this cool thing you've just set up, we'll look I will look so pathetic yeah. holding a little Mr. Microphone in a yeah. box. So we went back and forth. And finally, what we compromised on was, well, let's just try. Yeah. And if it doesn't work out, you can go home. So we get out there and the guys are sitting there and I, I am walking, you know, and you're looking up. You're like there's like ten <laughs> bros of the So, so You're looking like, oh, up. How many people? <laughs> well, I'd say maybe fifty people with empty seats, yeah, yeah. people <laughs> looking down at me, like, what is he going down there for? No introduction. I walk out right, right. pregame and they're sitting there and there's the parents and the kids and I'm standing there and I'm looking up at them and I'm about I start to get the tension. like hey I don't know what I said like hey everybody and then all of a sudden right behind me it's like here's your starting lineup for the San Diego Padres <laughs> and I'm looking around and I'm like playing first base and they're running up cheering and I'm like looking around and people are just looking at me and and finally I just stood there like this pathetic figure holding a Mr. Microphone and they all just like people looked at, you, looked at me and just shook their heads like nah kill it man yeah, let's go yeah, yeah. I was like I just walked up oh I wanted
2: to know how the joke that's what I was like <laughs> oh <laughs>
1: Oh, like, oh, no! It was not serious. Like you're, but you it's So, and then the nice thing is, they, you know, they paid me, and I drove sure. home. And I go, "Well, I just got paid a lot of money for a moment of humiliation." Thing, if that PA system had not come on, yeah, I would have been subjected to just the night. You know, as a comedian, the nightmare. Like, what am I going to do? How am I going to get their attention? I'm hollering up at people <laughs> with a microphone at a professional major league baseball stadium. I
0: love that, that is great. I love the fact that you might be the only comedian on here who's had those shitty gigs and actually considered saying no? <laughs> because most no. of
1: the time, we never say it. We're like, like, okay. Sure. But sure. it took me years to realize that, no, I need to start pushing back with little comments on that. This, yeah, yeah. this story continues. This company had built the horrible issues. They put me one time outside of... They told me it was going to be at the Hollywood Bowl. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm thinking they must have this cool suite. It's outdoors at, at an area, a grass area, Hollywood Bowl behind me and the traffic of and right there, out there. Oh, yeah. And I'm out there and... Circular tables, no microphone, none whatsoever. <laughs> that
0: little park area.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm so I'm supposed to go table to table and yell at people <laughs> to be funny, and it was horrible. And so they had me for a third gig, and I was like, I really don't want to do this. <laughs> and the manager time is like, We'll put it in your contract. So we wrote all this language. He must have an amplification, a microphone, and <laughs> yeah, specific, specific, specific. So we get to the restaurant, I show up. Tight room, table, something, and this could be good. And they go, Hey, got you your clip on microphone, clipped it on, very excited. And they go, Okay, I'm like, Where's the sound system? <laughs> There was no... I was like, this thing isn't magical. You don't <laughs> yeah, on yeah. the microphone. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. And so I'm faced again going table to table yelling at people, and there was uh, background music playing through the speakers up top, which the restaurant refused of to course. turn off. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. the third installment of this for this company was just the final... You know, after that, I was like, I refuse to work for you people yeah. because I can't take it emotionally anymore. That, but I, I love the fact that someone seriously yeah, brought a love right. yeah. brought a love and looked at me like... Ooh yeah, yeah we did not about to plug alarm. it into. Yeah. Yeah. They're also the company that, for a
0: parting gift, they gave
1: you a walkie-talkie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Sorry, that was number two, four, and three put together.
2: Oh, okay. But, but uh, outso- sure, outdoors no. things, you had mentioned uh, blue collar and Bill and those guys. Yeah, yeah. And uh, f- years ago, uh, the super nice Jeff Foxworthy. If you ever met oh, the yeah. guy, he's so nice. And he said, Heath, will you come do my charity golf? I said, I don't golf, but I'll come do the comedy. And he was like, Great. It was Larry the Cable Guy, uh, Ron White, Jeff Foxworthy. And then I was like, are you kidding me? Yes, I'll go do this. So I'm part of this thing. So he says, tomorrow morning, you don't play golf. I go, no. He goes, we're doing this thing called <laughs> Blue Blue Collar on the Green. And I go, it's for a children's hospital. The mm-hmm. I go, what does that mean? They go, we're going to do a little bit of our act on the green. I go, outside? And he goes, yeah. I go, what time? 10 o'clock. I go, Okay, and so I show up like I don't maybe there's going to be a stand and this is and, and you can tell that Jeff's a little thrown by it at everybody. Jeff comes up and Ron White walks up and Ron has the greatest line. He said, "Look." Or Jeff said, "Guys, there's a lot of kids here, the kids that have the the need for the hospital, and they're all lining up around the 18th hole, right?" He says, "Ron, I need it to be. Clean. He goes. I need. I need some time. And he goes. All right, Jeff. And he said, I need five minutes. He goes. Okay. He goes. Ron, I need it clean. He goes. You got two. <laughs> so, so they look around and Jeff says, Heath, would you mind starting? <laughs> and I go. Oh, like no. Why don't you start, Jeff, and I'll close the show. So I have to walk out on right. the green, and they won't let anyone on the green. So there's this. Huge, huge thing, and everyone's lined up and sitting down, no microphone, just standing there in the middle like, hey, how's everybody doing this morning? And, and you're on the green. You're on the green okay. by the hole yeah, so yeah. that everyone can see you. It was horrible, and you're just yelling your material to kids and adults who've come for a hospital charity golf tournament. And you can't really do... I can't do any of my stuff. A
0: lot no. of your physical no. stuff, because no. no. there's no way to change, Nothing. there's no... I, I was just doing
1: you a couple of things. You could kids. have done Expose Your Penis. <laughs> thank
2: you, thank you. Enjoy. You're like, <laughs> oh, I know
1: this one works. Four <laughs> ladies will back me up, Then this is a showstopper. Your move, Ron. That's it. Ron. <laughs> That's it. But I know, when you're
2: outside. Oh, Yeah, Ron, follow that.
1: <laughs> Ron, you only have to do one minute. The kids are going to take time to recover from this. <laughs>
0: Uh, oh, have you ever performed for kids
1: in front of kids you know I did uh, at an unfortunate overseas doing shows for the troops in mm-hmm. Europe and they set it up and it was just you know we had no supervision it was myself and Drake with him and Karen Rontowski and, and we're going out and I'm supposed to be in charge Rontowski second Karen Rontowski yeah it's two we'll do right. one more and then we'll mail her the check um <laughs> So we get there, and, and we're looking for the advertisements in this theater, and we look up, and, and the worst words you ever want to see for a standup comedy show is, we didn't know this, it says, all-ages show. <laughs> we're not <What laughs> going, would no one, no, no one told us this, and it wasn't just all-ages show, it was at this mall in Italy on the base, and what happened was the parents would come, and they would sit in the middle of the theater to the back of the theater, and release their children into <laughs> the theater and the front. It was their time off yep. right. so that the clowns could keep their kids active. Yes. And it was like, and, and I t- looked, Cameron and Dragon. and I go, I'm supposed to close this show. I was like, so... All I ask of you is you will do your time. <laughs> <laughs> and I just said I said, look me in the eye. No one gets off this stage or I don't care what happens out there, you need to try. Because yes. they didn't want to go. I said, No, do something, anything, but you're not shortening me. Okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> it was like it was horrible. How was horrible. like what age? Uh, everything from stroller to oh, okay. out of control,
0: 10 year olds running around screaming at us. Cause I've done, I've never done that young, but you know, those, we've talked about this on the show, those teen tours at the improv, which yeah, are fine. They're okay. You know, it's definitely go to lowest common denominator type, but I don't know what I do in front of a six year old. I don't even know what to do in front of my one year old.
2: Right. I,
0: he already doesn't think I'm funny.
2: The, I, <laughs> I have had the fortune uh, of working three to four years on Disney cruise lines where the age is zero to 90 so i've got the material and i can do that sure sure but to back up when i first one of my first gigs in birmingham Bruce Ayers says we got a gig because this kid comes. His name is Aaron, and he's having his is the bar mitzvah right. Mm-hmm. And the, so he's having it in Birmingham. I didn't even know there were Jewish people in Birmingham. I was going to say I did not know this. <laughs> they and just so, came for the bar mitzvah. They don't right. live there. Yeah. So that he <laughs> they wants to have Florida. Aaron's comedy club at the golf course that everyone everyone does this. So he he they set up this thing in the bottom of the of the golf the the clubhouse, and that's what the, all the parents bring their children, let them go down underground into this basement where Bruce Ayers and I have. Set up my entire show. This is like 94, probably. Mm -hmm, And they say we need a sound system, a microphone system, and some music way to do those three things. And a light. We need a spotlight. We show up. There's a curtain rod with a gold lame curtain up there. There is a a, a little tape off place for the stage. There is one of those green desk lamps that a a teller uses, like teller, you know, that you can rotate the green shade. (laughs) It looks like a card. Like that's on the floor, angled up at me, and a stereo. And so I go, okay. So all these kids come in, and they've got all these little tables around this Aaron's Comedy Club. And at every table, there's chips, dips, popcorn, and Cheetos. So I'm standing there. I go back behind this gold lame curtain. I go, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. no, 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 they're paying you good money. Bruce says, I'll go out in front of this gold lame curtain, and I'll get them settled down, and I'll introduce you. I go, okay. So I'm standing behind the curtain. And the kids are peeking around. Doing that weird yeah, thing. Right, right. I'm going. This is awful. This is what I hear from the other side of my tiny lamé curtain. Okay, if everybody could come sit down, could you sit, everybody? Okay, sit, sit down. Okay, everyone, sit down, <laughs> sit down. Okay, get out, everyone. Sit, sit down, 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 down. Okay, everyone, shut up for a minute. Shut up. <laughs> and I'm going. This is not going to work. And he goes, "This next guy, I'm telling you, one day you'll see him on TV." But and he's building me up. Right, you know. right, right. I'm like, "This is going to be bad." Heath Hightch. My music starts, and in unison, these 55 little kids all go. And I come to the curtain, I'm like, okay, you little. And I'm trying to do my material. And they're not not—they're yelling, they're heckling. It's horrifying. (laughs) In the back of the room is a security guard, which is this heavyset older lady who is probably in her 60s to 70s. And she's just the security guard. And they're running her into the ground. They, They know how to take her down. And she's just looking at me with these sad eyes like, I'm so sorry. I'm trying to do my material. Nothing's working. They're booing everything I say. So in my show, at the time i had a leaf blower and the leaf blower i would do impressions with a leaf blower by blowing it in my face oh, yeah, doing a dog yeah. out a window sure, sure. doing all the changing my jowls and expanding my face and the little boy's like i want a leaf blower in the show i'm like of course aaron you know he's 12 so <laughs> it's your name on the yeah, club <laughs> i pick right i pick up the leaf blower and the kid's like yeah and i start doing the leaf blower It kills. Like the kids are, I'm like, yeah. As a joke, I reach over and grab some popcorn and put it in the wind of the leaf blower. And I say, hey, it's snowing. Which I see all of these kids click. And they say, food fight. And Uh every one of these kids reaches and starts... Animal house throwing food all over the place. I'm on stage, what is a stage, with the leaf blower, I kid you not, aiming and shooting projectile Doritos and chips <laughs> and salsa out of the air with the leaf blower making a cone like I'm like a Professor X, you know, like holding on and all the bullets are going around me. And I'm going, stop, 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 stop. And they're screaming stop. And the kids, finally, I turn off the leaf blower, the music's off, and it's like, ooh. And there's the, the fans is. slinging salsa the little girls start to cry because salsa's on their dress and i look around and i say open mic night who knows a joke and i put the (laughs) mic in the (laughs) mic stand bruce comes around and says i got the check let's get the out of here (laughs) so we start loading now the best part of this story is not me blowing all that but when i'm looking through the back of the room by the door the next act is coming in to follow me. Uh. And I look, and it's this full-fledged birthday clown who comes in, and he's got all of the makeup, and he's got balloon animals, and he looks at me we lock eyes as I'm shooting Doritos out of the air with a leaf blower. And the look between us is I go, you're a dead man. I'm cool they hate me. You're going to die. So that was, and we left. That's awesome. That's That's my worst kid story.
0: That is great. How is it, uh, it must kind of stink, Traveling with all your gear.
2: Oh, all the time. I, I I always have a fear of losing at the thing. Like, i jealous when people go with CDs, and I go, you just have to carry CDs in your clothes when you're selling, or DVDs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I am, because you, you get a DVD, I hear. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> from the ice house. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I, I just carry so much, and when it's when it's lost or delayed, I just go, okay, it's going to be me on stage yeah. doing a lot of... How
0: many cases, like how many suitcases? I, I take
2: uh, one suitcase of clothes sure. and three up, uh, Cases with costume props, right? Sound equipment, stuff like that. Oh yeah, projectors. A... I, I do multimedia and everything. So, so, oh. so your idea of a
1: fantasy would be carry-on luggage. Mm.
2: Yeah, just, <laughs> you know Mike Veneman? Do you know Mike? Oh Veneman? yeah, yeah. Years ago, when I first started, I had one suitcase, a tiny suitcase. Like, but it, and he was, I was a MC, and he was featuring, and he was in the back of the room with me, or in the in Birmingham, mm-hmm. in the green room, and he said, "What are you doing?" I go, I'm, "I'm resetting my props." And he said, "Stop that!" I go, "What do you mean?" He goes, "You need to stop that right now." I go, what do you mean? He goes, throw them away. I go, no, they, they love this. He goes, they do. But one day you're going to be at an airport and you're going to say, oh my God, I can't believe I'm doing this. And you're going to be schlepping that around. If you don't stop now, it's going to happen. And I'm like, whatever. To this day, <laughs> every time I'm at Bags Clean, I'm like, that you know, I'm just like, venomous. <laughs>
1: what I tell you, Heath?
2: Yeah.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. So you've only really performed on Disney cruises and that club in Birmingham, Alabama.
2: Uh, in my life, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, no. that's what it sounds like. Yeah. Every yeah, yeah, story, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Birmingham, all, Alabama. All the horrors
0: from Birmingham and Disney. All the
1: horror <laughs> stories. Yeah. It's been great in between for Heath. Anytime he has to go back home or and even to Disneyland at this point, yeah, I it's just flashback, big cry. I could I could cry, cry. In
0: the were there? I mean, were you able to hit the road from Birmingham, or did oh, you yeah.
1: did you move first?
2: Uh, no, I did the road uh, out of the southeast, and, uh-huh. and I would do things like because the Birmingham Star as, as James has probably seen, it's so big and huge, and they have a spotlight and two big flat screens. They show you, and they have about 50 lights in the place. How many does it seat? Uh, about 460. Why have
1: I not a- done that, James?
2: It's the, it's the Starlight.
1: Yeah, band. let's get on that. I'm yeah, sure. On, you it you we should it. have been springboarded straight to the Starlight.
2: Seriously. Sure, if they saw our set in your casino. It Belinda. does. It's like, but the problem is is the people from the south, they only, in Birmingham, they don't know what a comedy club is supposed to look like. They're right? sure. like, well, hey, she has a bunch of tables and a stage. And I go, no, you don't understand. <laughs> this is state of the art. So my first road gig, I was up in Chattanooga and I called Bruce from the road. And I was in the Chattanooga Comedy Catch, tiny stage, two lights to light the stage Mm. and all that. And I called him and my first thing, I said, Bruce, they don't even have a follow spot. (laughs) And he was like, ah! He's like, he needs a follow spot. I have no idea. I didn't. <laughs>
1: this place sucks. They don't even have lighting gels for yeah, no, my skin complexion. Thought,
0: Jack, There's me. no elevator to the stage. Oh, Why no. is Where's mine?
1: my emotional mood shift, the catharsis, on the lighting in the closing bit of Act Two? I can't well, work under these circumstances. Do they know that I was Peter and Romeo and Juliet? <laughs> There's no debt machine. There's no debt machine. <laughs> well, I won't take the stage," says a man who blew chips into the air. <laughs> yeah. So that is awesome
0: where so when you got out of the marines and you started where were you where are you well where are you st- when you came back from Desert well, i was stationed
1: in uh, camp Pendleton, So i was down in san diego and oh so i, I love it glorious I decision. Down there. yeah it's you know we lived in solana beach right near nice. uh fletcher cove yeah, yeah. And, you know, we used to go body surfing after we get out the uh, camp Pendleton for the day to pretend we weren't marines and then we get out yeah. and look there and go no we have no hair and tattoos and these people don't so we're not yeah. <laughs> we're not one of them
0: i have to say i don't mean to interject hold that thought but i have to say as a surfer Uh, I love the fact that Camp Pendleton uh, tried to block surfing tried to block the surfers because they owned that thing and all the surfers just snuck in anyway and finally they said, you know what? It's yours. Don't worry about oh,
2: it. Oh, I didn't even know that.
0: Yeah, yeah. We yeah. sneak out to the water. They, they tried to stop us all from... There, I say us, but this was before the, my time. There's, there's, <laughs> but
1: the, strip, you know, the campaign of the government owns system prime real estate right there. Yeah. I, I, I know yeah. the beach you're talking about and it's like, yeah, I think we can let that go. Besides, yeah. if they really want to scare the surfers, just start doing amphibious assault drills. Real-
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, what's funny is yes. sometimes you'll be out in the lineup and you'll hear off in the distance. <laughs>
1: They kind of, relax, they're just, they're not, I'm pretty sure they're not shooting at us. Yeah,
0: yeah, they're doing some sort of test or somebody can't work it This is else. great.
1: So we're, I kept, this is my camp panelist story that I'm coming back from uh, Desert Storm and been gone for like a year and a half. We are all the amphibious assault vehicles and you coming back home and so you're like, I don't know, maybe I forget how far off land you are. But they have to get the, the tracks back home, too. So we load back up in the little amphibious assault machines, which, if you don't know. You have to get the what back home? The, they call them Amtrax. They're amphibious assault. They're oh, like the little.
2: I thought you said trash. I didn't no, know. You it's, you know, like the in guy. the movies uh, where they hit, they yeah, hit sure. the ramp, come down, Either and you know pop up.
1: Leave it the way you found yeah. it. I you it.
0: Know, pack it in, pack it out.
1: So <laughs> we're, we're screaming in. We drop off. We haven't been home in a year and a half. You know, the war's over. We're coming back, and you come off the back of the ship, and you're screaming towards the San Diego coastline. And of course, I'm the lieutenant, so I got to see pop the top hatch after we come back up, spray of water and I'm just like in my head like, dun, 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 dun. and you're coming in and we land and we hit and uh, we have, haven't seen American forever and there is a professional females volleyball tournament the girls are tuning they're stretching and they're hitting and we're just looking to have, like
2: it sounds like the beginning of a Jerry Lewis movie I was going to say I was, exactly Sorry, I was
1: just I no. Know. I was the same. Well, I was just like this. Did somebody plan this? Because this is the greatest gift America has given me. <laughs> this is and we're like we're these for. tall, muscular women hitting balls going. Hey, boys! And we're like. Huh, 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 huh. Why do other countries hate us? I was gonna say, huh, huh. That's right. Oh, baby. James, that's to, great. To the victors go the spoils. of professional beach volleyball. Song. That's awesome. Beautiful. That was great. great. I love that.
2: You should shoot that. That is a great. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it well, is kind of. A, it is kind of a Dean Martin, Jerry Lewis like. Hey, yeah, yeah. girls, let's yeah. play. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, boss. But I got out, and I you know I got out, and I wanted to. Did you stay in San Diego? I stayed in San Diego. And I started out, my glorious start was a karaoke host, mobile disc jockey. Whoa, I just whoa, whoa. decided. Say that again. I was a karaoke host, mobile disc jockey. I went from being a. Oh, a, karaoke host. Like a, mobile. A, okay. A captain of the Marine Corps to. I, I wanted to start doing comedy. Mm-hmm. So my sister, I said, look around on the paper if there's anything. how many to get a job. Yeah. She goes, well, then you'd be good at this. Yeah. You know, it's like karaoke host. And I'm like, okay. So <laughs> I went in and I rehearsed my two songs and I had, it was, you know, I had put on my wacky host outfit. Right, right. And I got the job. And so I spent. A year and a half just doing, you know, and I'm not a singer, I can carry a tune, but I was like, you know, it was just to get up in front of people. Sure. So it's a year and a half just doing, you know, bars and bar mitzvahs and weddings and mm-hmm. stuff like was that. It was
2: it like Mission Beach? or? Yeah, was,
1: all, yeah. All, all around San Diego and did that for a year and a half. And then I, said, I saw an ad up in Universal Studios was looking for tour guides. And I said, all right, you know, I wanted to get out of San Diego. Yeah. And the company I worked for was, they had a, they were held, this whole annual bridal show was taking place somewhere. And the guy that usually hosted it was gone and they recommended me to fill in, but they said, but, but no jokes, just stay on <laughs> script. Yeah. And I'm looking at the script going, I have to do, jo- I have to. Yeah. Like yeah, I have yeah. an audience. I thought, this is the litmus test for me. So I'm yeah. in the back and I'm pacing and everything, so I'm really nervous. Like, I go, you going to be okay? Like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I just, and I had written like three opening jokes and I went up there and there was a co host and I just, Without didn't care about her. I went up and I hit my three opening jokes hosting this bridal shower. This like when they, they come out and they show the latest fashion. Sure. And, mm-hmm. and they all worked. Oh, and, awesome. and in my head, I'm going, oh, when I'm done with this, I am so done with you people. I'm not <laughs> yeah. here. That so, was
2: your first time on a real comedy That was my stage? first time on a comedy. I had
1: hosted karaoke, you know, made ad lib jokes. Sure. That, I wrote these against... Authorities' judgment and I did them anyway and they worked and so I said I went to here and I auditioned for Universal Studios tour guide and I did that so I said you got the tour guide I got the tour guide yeah that's
2: that's a pretty hard job to do so how much ad-libbing could you do as a tour guide
1: you're not supposed to but I used to of course you know, (laughs) this is what I did so like it was written in uh, Texaco was the sponsor of the the super tram we had to call it the super tram Uh brought to you by Texaco which is so annoying so I would my way of rebelling was I would say it All the time, I would say. If I got to your left, to the left of the super train, brought to you by Texaco, star of the American road, and I would do this (laughs) relentlessly. I thought I was rebelling against the man, and of course, a memo comes in. Someone. Mentioned it in Texaco, thought it was fantastic how one of their tour guides was giving them all that extra great promo. And I'm like, this is what's wrong with me. I rebel incorrectly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, It was, it was a cool gig. I mean, I, we, somebody bought it like, out That's a time. pretty
0: hard gig to get out It's here. a
1: real, it's ridiculous. Three-week audition process. Yeah. Wow. They weed people out every week. And then on the final audition, you go live around the, the studio with all the tour guides. And at any moment in the tour, they could go, Heath, now, pick it up.
2: Oh.
1: and you have to be able to jump up from take it Texaco, from that moment yeah. and sometimes they stall the tram and go tram stalled cover time so it was really and people would break and not get the job like yeah. three weeks yeah. they're all the way in and then they would just crack under pressure it's like ring
2: the bell yeah, ring the bell <laughs> Oh,
1: exactly it's like SEAL training I would make stuff up though I would like the Elvis shot one movie there right, that was right. on the script but every time I go you know Elvis and Mary Tyler Moore and Change a Habit in 19th. I would make my own stuff up because it was my tour and then in Western Town they had all the buildings were like soft so that the cowboys could throw each other and dive through stuff so I was hosting I was doing a private tour somebody bought it for a bar mitzvah they mm-hmm. bought out university deals at night and I've got 13 year old kids in my tram they were and probably fright
2: from my show they were, they, were, they, were of, they didn't
1: have chips on their face <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this really bratty kid named Aaron. So we're going through and We're starting. They they're not paying attention to me, and sure. I'm trying to do the tour. I mean, this is horrible. So uh, we stopped in the thing. You're not supposed to get out of the tram. And I said, you know, these, these walls are designed for fighting. And I get out of the tram, and I ran, and I started throwing my body up against the walls and stuff like that. And the kids went nuts. I thought it yeah. was fantastic. And then I got another memo sick, <laughs> you're not supposed to. For insurance purposes, uh, tour guys were not supposed to leave the tram
2: so and, now was this I, I guarantee you nowadays with everybody they have a camera or something that's filming oh, the yeah, 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 yeah. then they must
1: this was back in the day you know it was yeah. whale oil we red right. <laughs> and butter when I was young the two, or, <laughs> the two guys push on the tramp it was a long time ago
0: I worked uh, I was writing a show at Universal and um the, the the way the way I figured out eventually was the uh, it was a music show so it was loosely so it was like a little, it was host script so I could write it in like a day I knew the wouldn't they wouldn't look at the script until Thursday Dirt. and then we shot on Friday so I'd write it on Monday and then go home for four you know the next three days just yeah. show up in the morning hey and yeah. then leave and then come back at the end of the night hey and then leave yeah. I lived around the corner and uh, one day I'm like hey you know I got access. To the park. Yep. This is ridiculous. I called like five of my friends. Yeah, like meet me at the park. Let's go. You know. Yeah. We go to the park. We go on the rides. We go on the Jurassic Park. Just get drenched on the water ride. And I get a phone call. We need you for an emergency meeting right now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I <had> to go <laughs> just completely drenched head to toe. It is a fun park. It was it was cool. You know, you'd have to. We get to test new rides when they came out. And oh I, really? I, I didn't have the job that long because you paid like you went off script. Five dollars an hour. Yeah. And I was a grown man. I was late 20s. I had, you know, I was Marine Corps. I had like debt. And these kids were all young and their parents were still helping pay their rent. And I'm like, $5, how do you, we made, like we made less than the guy making churros. Yeah. yeah, Because for the opportunity of your career and blah, 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 blah. And so I did it for like a summer and I was like, I don't know how you people can survive on this. So That's so
2: funny because you did theme park work, which I did right out out of college, and I got a job. At the, I went to the big theater conference. This should tell me my theater stories because I didn't get Romeo, I did I got Peter, and then I go to the big theater conference where thousands of schools show up, and you get callbacks on your audition that you do on stage. And mine was for um, uh, para, uh, the Great America Six Flags oh, and, yeah. Hers- and Hershey Park. Yeah, right oh, the, I'm in Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. I worked at Hershey Park for a summer. I've been there, and I showed up. They go, "We're gonna, you're gonna be a strolling comedian." Uh, kind of clownish guy. I'm like, like the Marx Brothers is how they pitch it. I go, hey, I could do that, you know, like you know those yeah. streetmosphere yeah. guys. Yeah, go, yeah. Hey, look at her. What is he doing? Yeah. So that's what I think I'm going. I show up and I go to. The, they go, you're going to go out to the uh, this guy from New York Improv so- School is going to meet you guys named Michael and he's a graduate of Clown College. I'm like, this is going to be pretty cool. Clown <laughs> Yeah, and I go, <laughs> I go meet, and he's standing there, and I notice I look around this giant warehouse, and everywhere you look, there's three of everything. And he says, so let's go ahead and start juggling. And I said, I'm sorry. And he goes, yeah, this is a juggling show. I go, this show's not a juggling show. And he goes, no, it's a juggling not show. the heat yeah. show. I go, I don't. I don't, and I'd never th- even thought about juggling. Right. I've already taken the job and moved all my stuff to Pennsylvania. And he goes, No, we open in two weeks. It's a juggling show with comedy. I go, Nowhere on my description did they say I had to throw anything. <laughs> so I had to learn to juggle and make balloons. It was basically the same clown that walked into the back of my bar mitzvah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm now doing. Uh-huh. Yeah, Instant karma juggling. is going to get you yes, five years and later. I am doing balloon animals and I am doing little tricks with kids and re- with a partner and right, a right. big bicycle that was a an ice cream old bicycle you open the top and that had all of our juggling equipment with a big kettle drum on back so we'd go doom 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 doom. <laughs> come on and see the show we were the funds of hershey park is what they call this wow. and the teacher
0: so, of that class ron pearson
1: go. Just-
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's an insight actually ron was on a couple episodes ago oh that's awesome so how often are you traveling these days uh james
1: Oh, that's me. Okay. Yes. Uh, I'm sorry, James P. He was looking middle direction. Yeah. I thought i know how to go. Uh, you know, I still, I, uh, I stay in town a lot now, which is great. Yeah. But uh, I still get out. I mean, my goal is at least to get out once a month to do a headline club just so I always could do it. I like, you know, the long form is still mm-hmm. kind of fun. So, But, uh, you know, mostly I, I like to stick around here because I have a wife and a son and I actually like them. Yeah, sure.
0: Number five on your list. Number five.
1: Gonna, I think I have a five. Oh, no,
0: Oh, look, you even took extra notes while a, we were uh, talking. Well, let's see. I we could
1: go between the – well, this one I had to – one of the first times ever auditioning for a TV show was mm-hmm. the short-lived Martin Short Show. And, the Martin Short uh, Show. The Martin Short yeah, Show. Yeah, I remember that. And so my audition was –
0: to, to do stand-up.
1: Do stand-up. And it was okay. like auditioning at the, at the Hollywood Improv. and um, <laughs> The worst place to showcase, by the way. <laughs> it, Amen. Exactly. Oh, no. No, Amen. no horrible, seriously. Horrible, horrible, horrible. However, I walk in and before me is a Benefit. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, my God, this is going to be and the greatest your heart showcase ever. Goes, yes. This is my moment in time. And then <laughs> uh, goes my previous, I've killed there twice in the Jerry Lewis telephone. Nothing happened to my career. So this is, big <laughs> one. this is a big one. So I get in there, and my friend is hosting the benefit. I'm like, oh, my God, perfect. I said, look, when you're done with the benefit, just tell everyone that this next comedian showcased it for TV. I'm like, I got the inside track to create career success. Yeah. yeah. First time in my life. And I'm just in the side going, this is your man. Yeah. Ba- You're the man. You're going to tear it up. And I get up there and right before she's about to close uh, that someone hands her a note and she's like, oh, and she runs to say, and she goes, we have a special surprise. Oh. Uh, Ellen DeGeneres just walked in the room. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, so Ellen gets up there and is a women's benefit. Just, you know, people are beside themselves. Oh, a women's benefit? It's a women's, benefit, is a what women's you said? benefit. Oh, yeah. But it's it still, it was, I, you know, it was, she's killing sure, and she's they're great. going nuts. And I'm thinking, but my friend knows I'm next. Yeah, <laughs> She will hook me up. Right, right. Yeah. And she gets up there, and she's just aglow with the celebrity. Oh, Ellen, oh my God, blah, blah, blah. This has been so much fun. And these people are standing up and putting their jackets on, and they're <laughs> celebrating the moment of their life. And I'm like, no, no. <laughs> and then almost as a side, oh, and blah, blah, blah. Like, he's got James P. Catelyn. So she's introduced me. I am fighting my way through the people who are undressing. Yeah, going up- <laughs> I'm one upstream. Clothes are going on, and I'm, I'm pushing my way, going, This is your moment. This is your moment. <laughs> and I get up there, and I don't know exactly what I said, but I basically turned into the skid and I challenged the audience to, you know what, leave. Get the hell out. I was, def- <laughs> I was berating them to leave. You go, you tell people, you go out in the street and you tell them that James P. Connelly hit the stage now. Nah. So they looked at me like, who the hell is this guy? Yeah. But they stopped. Oh, they nice. stood in their tracks standing there with their jackets on. I'm going, oh my God, I got a shot. Yeah, yeah. So I had to work the crowd a little bit, brought it in, had a killer set. And I thought, I get off stage and I was like, you the man. Yeah. You turn this into gold. And yeah. so then we get our notes from the person in the TV show. Sure. And the note was you know he really moves around and talk to the audience too much for tv My <laughs> manager's like but he would have he would have he would have died a thousand deaths did yeah, you yeah. see what he did yeah. and they're like yeah but it's not really so they couldn't let go of the fact that i had to talk to people to save myself they couldn't even get to see that and then in the end i'm in the bar and i was like jeez what, what, what are you gonna do i do yeah. what i had to do was a, and then some agent came up to me and and, and he goes hey can i say something that was one of the best post-celebrity death spot saves I've ever seen in the <laughs> oh, nice. time. And I'm like, okay, I'm awesome. good. I was like, put a stripe on the shoulder. I'll go home a <laughs> have That's great. So hey. I was never seen on TV, but uh, <laughs> Ellen Jenner has ruined my career.
0: If it makes you feel any better, I heard Ellen didn't book the Martin Short Show either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't get that. Well, I, I, I don't know if Martin that. booked that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that. I was only on like a season, man. I remember when they were doing those shows. It was on
1: Short lived, but Don Friesen, and Good Buddy of Mine was on twice. Like they oh. booked him twice. Yeah. And I remember, uh, and this is not to tell another comic story, but no,
0: know, I literally just was just talking to Don about doing the show yesterday. So,
1: well, he could tell you, ask him about the Martin show. It was funny to watch. He's not yeah. coming on. Okay, uh, well, you know, he's like me, but he won't wait three years or so. He just, yeah. uh, but uh, his timing—he had never seen such a hot like TV audience. And you know, Don works on a clip. Yeah. He's yeah, a yeah. fast clip. I mean, there's Don doesn't breathe until he's done with his yeah. set. Yeah. So he's, <laughs> I was dying as I'm watching, and he would do the joke, and the response was huge. And watching his body language, he was like, stu- his body was like stuttering and <laughs> leaning into the net. like he wanted to talk but they wouldn't let him they were laughing and I'm in the back going, This is so entertaining to me. He's like, uh,
2: Yeah trying yeah. to get the next punchline
1: out and I was like, You've got to slow down because it's they're not gonna let you talk. They're still enjoying this. How you
2: guys doing? <laughs> oh
1: my God and I'm
2: like, High five and he just like it was awesome. What did, what did the guy say? He said that's the best
1: post post celebrity death spot save He'd seen it a long time. I have one similar to that, if yeah. I may.
2: No, please at, do. At the comedy store. That's why I brought you on. Okay. At the, at the comedy <laughs> store. Can I tell a story? Can, can, I, yeah, can, can I tell a story? story? <laughs> Before we do this, uh, uh, Joe Rogan, who- Wait, you're uh, at the store, is what you said? Yeah, the comedy store okay. in Hollywood. And uh, it was uh, you know the main room, which is the, the cool the Friday night, big crowd. Seats about 400. Yeah. And uh, it, on the front row, Joe has gone on stage, and he was fear factor king at the time. Sure. Like That was when, um, not that he's not now, but it was just everything was- in a, a thousand for Joe. And he goes on stage and there's a couple in the front row. And this is my say, what I think. And he, um, the girl, he does a joke. One of his Joe jokes. And this lady goes, Oh boo. And did that. <laughs> and I went, I could, I think the, the room just hushed and you hear Joe say boo. Who, what'd you just say boo? And the room gets quiet. And he says, let me show you something. The power I have just kind of, it goes, watch this. Bye bye. Get them out. Bye bye. And it gets awkward and the the crowd's going no come on come on and they start it, like this little riot not riot but you know, are yeah, yeah, like yeah. come on lighting torches and pitchforks <laughs> yeah, and, saying, and uh, he's like no time. I want him out I want him out so then this, the doorman who are just other, com- the other comics are right? yeah, yeah. Up, like he wants you to go and then they're like you gotta go no one of any authority so, is but there but you can at have two all. tickets to the OR we'll make yeah, it up too right, right, right. and they're like I don't want to and it gets to be so awkward and I'm next on the list right? <laughs> so I'm waiting now people are like boo that's you're you're being a jerk there's a dick move and everyone doing this and so then he goes that's yeah bye and they kick him out okay so my show, I always open with a goofy dance. I'm like, "Woo, this party time!" Yeah, and yeah. so Joe goes, "Thank you so much. Good night." The next guy coming to the stage. Now they're still like, "Ah, oh, oh, this." Uh, Has I'm he done gonna...
0: anything? Or yeah, he did, he did okay. a little bit of his
2: sure, shine Sure, sure. he just showed up, up the table on, No, he's he's done like 15 minutes. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. You know, okay. so at the end of it is when she's like, "Boo!" Or something, yeah. Oh, okay. And gotcha. Then he's kicked them out. Sure. So he's taken five minutes, so he's at 20. He's taken five minutes to get them out. Bye bye. Bye bye. No, shut up. Bye bye. It made him feel awkward. So then he goes, Heath Heitch <laughs> and he puts the mic in the stand and he. Turns turns around and i cue my music from my little remote and it's shake your groove thing and i come out <laughs> and the crowd's looking at me like what is this and i'm trying to dance my heart out like i'm in fame like come on people let's party and i can't i'm thinking you know you're in that moment of your head like okay when i stop what am i gonna say when i say and the only thing i can think of to say is i stop and i'm breathing heavy and i look down at the empty seats and i just look at the crowd and i go where's my mom and dad like that, oh, and it just goes nice. boom, and it, it spiked, and I went, oh, and they're like, ah, "We love oh, you." Yeah, and that's then awesome. the next week, Joe Rogan said, "You need to go on my website." I posted an email that some guy was in the crowd and talks about that moment <laughs> on stage when you did that, how it just turned the room. But it's that panic, yeah. you know, where you—that's
1: that, a great. Someone asked me, I said, "It's called panicking correctly." Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> I've had that. I've been faced with that moment. I was at Jerry Lewis Health one time, hot room of the improv, packed. Bud's there, all the famous comedians, the 50s and 60s, shelley Berman, all oh, these yeah. guys are to watch. And again, it's hot. I'm number four on the spot. I'm going, this is your career, buddy. Here it is again. You're
0: the man. <laughs> Do the walk. is nowhere around. around. <laughs> this, is, this, is pre, this is
1: pre-Ellen. So I had, I'm walking up there, and Norm Crosby's hosted, and all of a sudden, he gets up there, and I'm like, here you go, brother, the four spot. That's what people yeah. kill for. Yeah, yeah, and he goes, yeah. Then he gets up, and he does the Let's Remember Why We're Here. And he goes, oh, crippled oh, kid speech. Yeah. So I'm going, oh! And again, I don't know what I said, but I panicked correctly and jumped in on that spot, and it worked, but it's hard. God awful, yes. just God awful. <laughs> They're just not fair moments. I did the Jerry Lussell one time, and I broke two toes, and I was like hobbled in the outside of the improv. But I didn't want anybody. I didn't want to be dealt with this. I didn't. Yeah. I just survived the first year right. of the children and the cripple kids speech. I just wanted to do stand up. Just introduce my name. Jerry was hosting this time, so I was like, I was excited, and I was just pleased. So I just, I had a little cane. It was really painful. But I'm pre-show. I'm adrenaline. The Marines kicking in. Like I ditch yeah. the cane. I'm, no, I'm just going in. I just leave me alone. And apparently, someone thought it would be cool. That Jerry would really like this type of story. So he introduces me, to this really awkward this ex-comedian broke his toe earlier today. And he's still here, and it, the way he's saying it, it sounds like he's mocking me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's being sincere, but I'm like, they don't get. He broke his toe, and still he didn't cancel. I'm like, why would he? It's a broken toe, yeah. but he's selling me like I survived cancer, yeah. cut it out yeah. of my body, and now I'm on the stage. Right. With so a again, point. yeah, exactly. So then I get up there, it's this horribly awkward exchange. It's yeah. Jerry Lewis. I want, I'm excited to meet him, but he's just created a moment that I don't want to have to deal with. Yeah. And all I could think of was like, wow, Jerry. So I kind of tried to give it up to Jerry Lewis to save the moment. Yeah, and you could see he enjoyed it and he kind of turned and looked at me and he stopped leaving the stage and I was done pandering and there was just extra linger if you watch the tape where we look at each other and I look, I look at him like please leave now. Like, <laughs> look at my faces. Go away, Jerry Lewis. I need to save this moment. So I was like, never again am I showing up to help children. <laughs> That's why I don't do charity work for kids anymore. It's a bad experience. I had an
2: intro like that. At a, when, you know, when you're trying to learn how to do this and you're going up, and I did a, I don't even remember what the comedy competition was, but it was so, I, I remember doing well at it. And then, I go to this club in Franklin, Tennessee. It's like a one-nighter bar, and I'm all set up. And the guy shows up, and he, I recognize his face a little bit. He said, "I was in that competition with you. Please, can I introduce you?" And I'm like, "Oh wow, yeah, that'd be great." He yeah. goes, "I'm a comic. I'll do like two jokes." I'm like, "Fine, totally great." He goes up, and you know, you feel like good. Someone's going to pitch me well, and, and it's me, my work. Yeah, <laughs> my work. So the crowd, it's a good crowd because they do comedy one night a week. It's yeah. back then, and he says he does his two jokes, and they get a laugh. He goes, "Now, let me tell you about this next guy," and I'm going, "Uh oh." He goes, I did a comedy competition. And this gentleman shows up, puts his name on the list. We don't know who he is. And we say, who is he? And they go, no, you just got to see him. You got to see this guy. You're not going to believe what he does on stage. And I'm like, oh, no. No, 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 no. He goes, and he goes on and on and on. And it's guffaw. And he says, I'm talking better than Robin Williams. Oh. Better than Jim Carrey. Better than uh, Howie Mandel. Better, and he names everybody. And I'm going, no. Like, I want to throw a beer bottle and hit him. And go, I'm not. Yeah, so the crowd, the crowd's like, oh, my God. You know, they're like, what? He goes, no, you're not going to believe what you're about to see. Ladies and gentlemen. And the crowd's like, oh, and then I come out, and you actually hear wah, wah (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going, hey! Wow. And, and after the show, I had a mediocre set. You know, It's like, no way to follow that. And he goes, I- I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Yes, no. It's whatever. It was a nice intro. If we could have just taped the intro. <laughs> awesome. Taking all the other famous comedians,
1: everybody they've ever heard of.
2: Yeah. Probably go, well, yeah. he's so great. Why don't we know him? Yeah. <laughs> he's better than Robin Williams. The DNA of Sam Kinison. <laughs> you know, if like we I was took all violent. the
1: talented people and fused them into one body, this body wouldn't be big enough <laughs> for this man. He
2: is here on the one night Franklin, Tennessee does come. Comedy a week. Right? He'll You're never so perform
1: lucky. ever again. Yeah. He's not in
2: Nashville at Zaney's. He's here.
1: <laughs> he walked away from a meeting of millions of dollars to perform for this night. One night.
2: <laughs> I love
1: that. It's a game of telephone between an enthusiastic young MC and us. Because yes. what yes. we say is, yeah, you'd tell him I've been on HBO. I didn't say to go out there and go, when you pay for HBO, yeah. this is the reason why. You know, we just said, tell them. I've been on. They don't know, but I did. I'm not lying yeah. to you. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to take what I give you and let me just spruce it up a bit for you. I Sell got it this. to the people. Yeah, okay. <laughs> HBO, let me yeah. show what I can do, baby. <laughs> yeah, it's That's... happened too many times. I'm like, it's not worth it because now we have to open by apologizing for the moment you created because it's what happened. Now, our, our, right. we have, yeah. you have no choice to go... That was awkward. I appreciate yeah. it. I've said that before. I've mean, Nothing against you, but don't ever do that again.
0: <laughs> uh, we have to start wrapping up here soon. Um, Heath, Yo. you jotted some notes yeah. as we were talking. Oh, of course. Oh, wow. Pick well, your you, favorite. Uh,
2: oh, my favorite. Um, blah 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 blah
0: By the way, two very good-looking comedians on the show, I have <laughs> to, to, to say. To later today? No. Right?
1: Oh, no.
2: <laughs> <laughs> there I yes. yes. Do you guys color your hair? <laughs> no, I try to. You know to, what? No, I,
1: no I'm, I'm holding strong. Really? When the grays pop up. I'm getting a little, little gray, yeah. My gray. dad uh, made it till 75 before you could actually see the gray in his hair. I'm hoping yeah. that this will stay.
2: Yeah, my, my dad's uh, a little gray, but not much. He's yeah. still got... I've yeah. had it since like
0: 25, man. Oh. It makes you look extinguished. It does. I mean,
2: <laughs> what is <does> the it work? <laughs> 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 It makes you look like,
1: you're done is what he said. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, right. Right. If you don't podcast, you put know yours what? on you. You know what, Heath? You're done. Change. On your notes. Well, Keith wrote a note I'd like to read to her.
0: Pick your favorite one that, I'm putting a copy. that you... Jotted down while you were here.
2: Oh, okay. Okay, cool. That's yeah, that, that, that's good. Um, I, I did, and it, you, you know how when we, a lot of times when you hear something as a comic, they go, Oh, you're going to make so much money on this gig. And you're hearing it, you go, Well, I'm not going to let it go through my agency, then I'll book this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And you know how that always is. <laughs> well, I get a call from a, a, a lady. It was actually, um, I could just say her name. Her name, it was Polly Shore's sister. And Sandy. Sandy. Yeah, great I know girl. Sandy. Yeah, yeah. First so comedy class ever from Sandy Shore. Yeah, love that's how her. I started. Oh, really? She, I didn't know that. She says, Heath. I love your show. I do a, a gig at the Indian uh-huh. Casino out in Palm Springs somewhere and this was years ago and she was I know uh, no, this oh, is ooh, I else. know I've done that. Yes. I've brought that and show up said, several times
0: on this. It deserves to be buried. <laughs> it,
2: it could have been. Is that uh, anyway, but she says you can make up to for one night fifteen thousand dollars and i go <laughs> is this is like a late night commercial yeah. and she goes, no, no no you can't i if you this is a two it's a show for one night and th- there's potential with the two shows we're doing to make fifteen thousand dollars and i'm i'm saying for one what, what do we do what do i have to do she goes you just got to show up and and we sell this and she gives me the numbers and everything's making sense and i go fifteen she goes well it, 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 the low end eleven to fifteen i go Eleven's fine. You know, <laughs> yeah. There's a low end. <laughs> so I I pack up and I go. She goes. You can bring your own MC or your uh, it feature. And I go. Great. So um, do you guys know uh, Sandy Brown, uh, African American girl that oh. does characters? Yeah, I yeah, she haven't has seen her in a, a long time. one woman yeah. show up on a uh, Pico, I think. But yeah, yeah. I loved her because she does characters, and I, mm-hmm. I, I it really kind of went into my show. And I call her and go, look. I, I said I don't know how much I'm gonna make, and I really didn't at the time. She goes, it could be low, but what? I said I'm gonna pay you, you know, two hundred fifty <laughs> bucks if you just go do this. She says, I would love to. She had nothing coming in she sure, says, thank you so we drive up we meet up there i show up with my my girlfriend at the time and she says and i meet sandy thing and i go what do we do she goes okay first thing you got to do is take all these flyers and go to the indian powwow down the street <laughs> and i go i'm sorry she goes yes yeah, the big medicine man powwow of the akatuka tribe or whatever and they're all going to be here and you've got to hand these flyers out to get them to come to your show because there's going to be like eighty thousand people there and i say me <laughs> she goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when they buy their tickets, if we sell this many tickets before tonight, but you could boom, and you're making. And I go, oh my god. So I go and I'm standing at the front of these things, and people are walking in, and you hear the bells on their feet, and they have the full headdress. They're doing an Indian, uh, Native American sure, dance thing. Sure. Hey, hey, you hear all that, and I'm going, hi, come to the comedy show, comedy show tonight, right over there in the casino, comedy show. And I'm handing this out. I'm sweating. I'm in the desert. I'm and I'm, you know, I'm going, what am I doing here? What am I doing here? And so I'm, I'm handing these out, and people are, so I don't even know if they read English, you know, like right, I don't right. even know, and I'm handing him out, and some of the old elders won't even look at me, one guy, one of the old Indian chiefs, I guess, has a heart attack, and they put him, or he's having a heat stroke, because it's so hot, right, right. and the paramedics come, and they cut his shirt open, which cut the medicine, the beads that he has given for his chiefdom, Sure. And these people are wailing, like, these, you know, white faces pale face has cut the beads it's just this awkward i'm like what has happened and i go to the show sandy does or sandy brown does her first time we i end up making 160 (laughs) (laughs) dollars. so i give it to sandy (laughs) plus i pay her the extra money that she drove up and then i drove home
0: (laughs) i love the of like you know the last the last thing, and I love Sandy Shore, but oh, yeah. you know yeah. she's yeah, very yeah.
2: sweet.
1: I the love last, the, the most important piece of information left out to the yeah, very yeah. end. Yeah, but the
0: last thing, Native American hat. Have are the powwow, you know? I went, yeah. my wife went down to New Mexico a lot, and that's what they have, and it's a special occasion, yeah. and they're holding on to their heritage. And here's Ethan going comedy, yeah, comedy, comedy <laughs> tonight. Yeah. Who wants to laugh?
1: <laughs> <laughs> when you were telling me this story, and you know, because she was saying low and eleven grand, and when you hired Sandy, I was waiting for you to go, and I can pay you three thousand dollars. That's why I'm like, I, I, I thought I you were gonna go. Yeah, just to open. I'll give you three grand, guarantee. I know, and guarantee. I, I gonna swear gonna to
2: you, you, I thought to do that. I was yeah. like, oh, yeah. I'm gonna make her day. I'm gonna give her a thousand bucks and then i went what if i don't and then I, I swear to you as as the person i am i thought if i do make 11 grand i'm gonna give her a grand yeah, i yeah. would totally do that Give bonus. <laughs> <Yeah>. totally <laughs> but when i'm like here's sandy let me write you a check <laughs> <laughs> out of my own stuff can you wait till thursday
0: <laughs> yeah. to, uh, and by thursday yeah. i mean in may here's your
1: check and can you please sign this apology to the indian people that i've drafted <laughs> on our behalf because good
0: god oh man guys uh what a great episode. Thanks, uh thank you so much for coming on. I'm so on this glad. on this special episode Yes, with the new theme song by Mike Furman it's and the, the new, new logo, logo which huh? we haven't so seen, but see. I'm assuming it, it is as exciting as Trent McCray. Uh seriously, uh you know, you guys, thank you so much for listening as always. Uh we still have shirts for sale. Don't have the uh it's the old logo. So get them before they're gone. Um you can get those at murrayvalerian.com at the shop uh let's see uh road dates will for me are I'm, I'm in town for a while um i know i'll be at the irvine improv and the ice house um then i'm back up to the bridgetown comedy festival oh, nice. in april uh which is a fun gig i'm looking forward to that i'll be able to see all you guys who i missed when i was in portland last week uh, so come on out i know a lot of you guys are talking about um at robots eat vegan i'm talking to you buddy show up at a show it's a
1: thing between yeah, me and I him. Don't you. worry about it, you guys. I love the go. people you speak to. Right. And it goes to you. Vinegar Moon. <laughs> Vinegar. And Vinegar Moon. Give me a shout out. Whiskey Cha Cha. Give us a shout <laughs> Oh,
0: speaking of whiskey Cha Cha. Yeah. No. Uh, okay. Um, I think that sums up all my business. Uh, seriously, uh, uh, write another uh, review on iTunes. Um, I really appreciate them, and they do really good for the show. Um, Guys, uh Heath Heitch, where can we catch you?
2: Uh you go to theheathshow.com. show the dot Show. The Heath Show, H E A T H. And uh I don't know when this will air, but I'm I'm doing that uh, fantasy springs improv uh on the twenty second and twenty third of okay. March. This will
0: air uh, this Sunday, so
2: okay, cool. Yes, yeah, so I'm gonna be out there if you wanna see a really goofy show and uh then I'm here for pilot season until I am not leaving until I get a job or I have to sell my teeth. So that's oh, same doing. thing
0: happened to Michael J. Fox, so <laughs> wow. work out good for you. I think that's what he said. Yeah. Uh James P. Connolly this Besides hearing you on X Sirius XM right. all First, the time. Go Great.
1: to uh James P. TV for all your James P. Conley needs. Uh in town locally uh, be in Vegas in May at the Laugh Factory at the Tropicana nice uh, so if I Vegas, haven't have
0: done that room yet it's, it's pretty it
1: good it looks right? pretty cool done, I did a guest spot and here's randomness if you live in the greater Philadelphia area and you mm-hmm. listen to this I'm going into town for something different but I'm going to jump up and do a guest spot at a very small club on March 23rd Saturday night in Cherry Hill it's called the Sarcasm Comedy Club doing if you live out of that area yeah. you've never seen me but you want to do you get 10 minutes of fury from me because I'm going to swing my buddy of Mine. Owns a club, so come on down to Crown Plaza Hotel in Cherry Hill, located right off Route 70. Sarka, <laughs> <laughs> I never heard of it. Is that new? It's,
0: it's a new club.
1: It okay. was a guy that used a uh, M- house MC for Catch a Rising Star in Princeton, New Jersey, oh, awesome. and he opened up a club there. and My dad lives nearby, and I got to take care of some business. And I was like, hey, nice. guys, come on by. Well,
0: that's great. Yeah. Awesome. That was randomness. That was random, but uh, I know I have a lot of Jersey listeners. so... Uh, Sweet, again, guys. Outside Thursday
1: Philly, let's do this.
0: Awesome. Hey, uh, thanks so much for listening, you guys. Uh, looking forward to. Uh, for the new uh, new chapter in the Road Stories uh, 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 book. And I uh, couldn't think of a better way to kick it off uh, besides having these two guys on. So, guys, I thank you very much for coming. Thank you. And uh, come see these guys when they come to your town. They're, they're very, very funny. Thanks a lot. Thanks for listening. You want to know about life on the road?
1: It's booze, tacos, angry door strippers waving guns, and bees fights, candle flights, running with the runs,
0: blacklists, bounce checks, great a bachelorette, Drunks yeah. in the front making out through your set, and middle acts doing blow more missing merch, and drive the rental car past another mega church, and juice keys, vagina fist, your cell phone is gone. One big law and order
2: marathon.